When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. Welcome to the state of the program. Our each and every week, we uh, basically take a 30,000-foot view of the University of Texas program and what's going on in athletics and recruiting. Uh, I'm joined by Jerry Hamilton and C.J. Vogel. Uh, we're sponsored by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Guys, uh, lots of things to discuss this week. One of them just came out this morning that I wanted to get y'all's take on it because it has a direct impact on how the Longhorns will view recruiting long-term. It's being reported by ESPN that uh, the NCAA is thinking about changing the signing period yet again. Uh, It'll be the third change in 10 years or so. Uh, Right now, they only have two signing periods, one in December and one in uh, the first Wednesday of February. Now they're talking about adding an additional third signing period for football in the last uh, the last Wednesday of June. Uh, this year, that would be June 26, for example. Now, we don't know if this rule that, uh, is being, that ESPN is reporting on will actually go into effect this year or in years to come. But what do you think of this rule overall, Jerry? I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I, so I've been a proponent of a late July and February signing period. I, I've always thought like the basketball early, late, around their season works best. And I think when te- when the NCAA started allowing spring official visits, it made no sense in anything to make a kid wait to December to sign. And the process has been accelerated, but you're like, okay, no, 80% of you guys made decisions, but y'all got to wait till December to sign. And that just brings in a whole bunch of junk, right? Um, I love the change if it's the last Wednesday in June. Uh, now, how many of those kids, what percentage of kids will sign in that? Be interesting because – I would say roughly 70, 80% of kids are making decisions prior to their senior season. Now, how many of those kids are going to be willing to sign a national letter of intent the uh, last Wednesday in June? Maybe higher than we think with the new NCA rulings, because, uh, sorry, the new NIL rulings, because everything that's happening right now is accelerating the process. That's all this is doing. Uh, so I think we may uh, initially I'd say 40 percent of kids signing last Wednesday in June, but it may end up being a lot higher than that. Uh, but the December signing period would change. And here's the, the big thing on that, Bobby and CJ, that would change to the first Wednesday after the end of the college football regular season. Why is that big? It's not December 20th. It's before the portal window opens, unless I'm mistaken. So the NCAA and the college coaches are clearly looking to Make a differentiator here between high school recruiting and portal recruiting, which right now is just a big old cluster 
for two weeks in December. And then the first Wednesday in February stays as it is, which that's about, what, 8% of kids at this point. Uh, the December period would obviously be, be more for the early high school graduates that didn't sign in June. Now, I mean, that's really what we're looking at here with the three signing periods. But it does differentiate, CJ and Bobby, high school recruiting in the portal window, which is big because these college coaches uh, – and, and changes have to be made. I, my last thing on this, then I'll let you all go. With the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, you can't have a December 20th signing period. It literally won't work. They had to do something. I agree with you. I, I think that they have to do something. I don't know that this is doing anything. <laughs> it's going to put kids in a hot box in June instead of waiting it out until December. This isn't for the student athletes. This is for the coaches. Correct. That's, that's what I think. Because now you're going to have a player, for example, that signs in June that goes out and could, he signs with, I don't know, look, Rice is a great school. But he signs with Rice in June and then goes in out, out and has a great uh, a great season. He ends up, he could have gone to Texas or Ohio State or Florida where they could have paid him more in NIL or been a, a better place for him long term and a fit for where he wants to compete to take him to the next level. And he's already signed. I, I, I think that that signing before your senior year, I, I think that's a tough, that's a tough ask about players, especially when they are still, still to this day, growing at that time in their lives. I mean, they are still getting bigger, stronger, faster, et cetera. They're not all the way, they're not finished products uh, to where they want to be. All right. Hey, we're going to take on some other topics here today as well. That's, that's going to be that one. Uh, this next one I want to ask you guys is about where you think the strengths and weaknesses of this Texas football program sits uh, a little less than 20 days now out from uh, spring ball starting. So strengths and weaknesses. Before I do that, I want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor, however, and that's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam and his group have been helping injured Texans for a couple of decades now. Uh, reach out to them at Lowy lawfirm.com. That's lowylawfirm.com uh, for a free consultation. If you've been injured in a car wreck, truck wreck, a motorcycle accident, RT, R, R, RV or ATV. That's 512-280-0800. All right, CJ, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, give me your one or two strengths that you think Texas really needs to hone in on or has headed into this football uh, spring practice. Yeah, I think it's on the offensive side of the ball, obviously. I think it'll be the offensive line. I think you return four out of five, and the guy that you add on that fifth spot at right tackle is Cam Williams, who we got to see a pretty good glimpse of against a top 25 team at home last year, and he played you know, very well minus a few uh, uh, snap infractions or uh, false starts there. So um, I'm excited for this offensive line because we saw what the continuity did in 2023. They took that big step forward. A lot of people were – you know, seeing the, the they were recognized a little bit. You know, the Joe Moore Award had them as a semifinalist towards the end of the year. Uh, that's the award for the best offensive line in the country. Now you get that same nucleus back, and there's a, a lot of talent still there. Obviously, Kel, uh, Kelvin Banks is your anchor. Uh, DJ Campbell took a step forward. Jake Majors is your piece in the middle that links all of this together. Now you get to play around with some of the combinations at left guard a little bit. I I, I do think uh, Cam Williams will be your piece at right tackle. Will there be a competition, a little bit movement right there with uh, Hayden Connor moving over to give a, a little bit of a, a run there at right tackle? We'll see. Uh, but then you get to piece around and find that that true 
dominant spot at left guard with Cole Hudson, Hayden Connor, and Nato Umiozulu. Uh, that's the, the biggest piece of excitement for me when it comes to the Texas offense and team in 2024 is that your offensive line already is in that conversation with the elites in college football, and now they're all back with a, a possible higher ceiling with Cam Williams at right tackle over Christian Jones. So that's my piece. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that shakes up in spring ball. We'll talk about this as spring ball gets closer, but right now I think you can certainly expect the running game to be uh, a, a very favorable to the offensive side of the ball whenever spring practices get going. I'm about Jerry, to hey, I'm Jerry, I got a question for you, Jerry. Yeah. I'm going to take the same question and go to you now. Yeah. Take something besides the offensive line, and where do you think a strength is uh, headed into uh, spring ball? I'm about to blow everybody's mind here, okay, with what I say. Bobby's going to turn his head and just shake his head or something. What? But I think here's what I think the number one strength of the team is right now, and it's not positionally. It's that they got close to climbing the mountaintop, but they didn't get there. And that goes for the kids at Alabama that transferred in. It's a great place to be if you're Steve Sarkeesian and the staff because this is still a hungry football team that realizes they could have played for the national title, all those kids, the Alabama kids too. They could have played for the national title, and if you get to the national title game, you never know what's going to happen. So that's one. But I'm going to – and I may just get burned for this one. I actually think safety is about to go from a, oh, man, that's our Achilles heel to a strength of this team. We saw it happen with Edge. With when Ethan Burke emerged, right, um, and Baron Sorrell became a, a player, you, you saw in Big 12, different than SEC, the edge position against the run, right? I mean, that was a much improved position. They still lack the pass rusher, difference maker pass rusher, but they got a lot better at that position in year two under Stark. The addition of Makuba, Derek Williams in year two, Michael Taff is a solid player. Phil Simi's already turning heads. The athleticism. And then you have, could you play Jaude Barron there? Could you play Austin Jordan? Could you play Jeff? They have so many other options at safety heading into this spring and more experienced guys. I think this position is going to be looked at as the most improved in the program from last season to this year. And I don't even think it's going to be close that that's going to be the answer of Texas fans. Yeah, interesting. I I, I like your y'all's takes. I, I think safety is a really good one. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with either of y'all. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit different though. I'm going to go with quarterback. Uh, I think that the, the, the idea that Texas has a third string, a third year starter at quarterback is huge. I think the backup is as good, as talented as anybody in the country. Um, and so I, I feel like Steve Sarkeesian from that standpoint, that is the strength of the offense. Yes. They have the offensive line. Yes. He's got all these toys at wide receiver that are, ridiculous as well as running back right but Sark talks about it the most important position on the field is quarterback and so for me at least I'm I'm sitting there thinking quarterback is probably the strength of this team I mean look he's the one guy along with Kelvin Banks that you think can probably first round draft picks next year maybe others but those are the two that you're really pointing to right now Ewers and and Banks as possible first rounders so I that's where I'm at on it all right uh, let's uh, let's switch modes here a little bit. We talked about uh, football and about spring ball, as well as the new uh, ruling uh, that we believe is coming out from the NCAA via an ESPN report. Let's switch uh, focus to basketball. Uh, and the reason why I think basketball is important this week is because of the win Tuesday night in Lubbock. 
look, Jerry, there we we can't ignore the fandom, a lot of which was calling for Rodney Terry to be gone after one year. Oh, right. the, the the game is or the game uh, the the job is clearly too big for Rodney Terry. He's not he's not doing this the right way. He's got he, people were calling for his job slash saying he's just not cut out for it. That win on Tuesday night puts them to a a level of where okay they're gonna make the tournament most likely barring yeah. just a collapse right. So what, did he answer his critics to some degree? You know I I think he's he's got a chance to uh, the rest of the season. But here's what was my take from that is the players have his back. That team played really hard. And that team showed some spine because they got their ass kicked in in uh, Lawrence Saturday. Okay, it was bad. It was an embarrassment. And they've had some bad losses this year. I mean, Marquette, bad. I mean, they looked like a bad basketball team. But they clearly, whatever the coaching staff's message was, and whenever those players got together, um, they showed a spine. They showed their plan for each other. They showed their plan for their coach and their coaches. That's a strong sign for Roddy. There's things, look, I mean, the big run against Kansas where you're waiting on the TV timeout and the 6-0 run ends up 13, that gets your butt kicked, okay? The same thing happened in the Miami game in the Elite Eight, waiting on TV timeouts. Uh, Rick Barnes did that for years. You wait on the TV timeout, a small run becomes a big run, then the game's over. Um, so that's a roll of the dice that I think they have to look at. Um, but I, I thought for Texas, um, you know, it's hard to not make the tournament it, it, this Texas team, if you have got two guys like Brock Cunningham and Kendall Weaver on your team. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because those guys are ultimate competitors. And those, you can just tell, you could tell Brock Cunningham last night, he was trying to, in his role, was trying to will his team to a victory. Kendall Weaver trying to will his team to a victory. Um, as he improves as a player, and he'll play professional basketball on some level. Easy. That's an easy shot to call. Uh, but I thought they showed they had their coaches back last night, which I thought was a good sign for Rodney. What about you, CJ? What did you think of it? Uh, well, the thing that stood out to me was, I mean, they were playing hard. They were playing much harder and, and much more dedicated than what we saw in Lawrence. I mean, that, that's a simple fact. The shots might not have been falling uh, in Allen Fieldhouse, but – you didn't see the same hustle after rebounds and loose balls that we saw last night. And I think that's a, just a sign of a team playing with its back backs against the wall. With three games left, I mean, it's very likely that you can go 2-1 and one with that loss at Baylor, a very tough team to play. But if you take care of the Oklahoma teams at home, I think you're sitting very pretty at a, as an 8 or 9 seed. And, you know, to get into the tournament, that's one thing. Uh, what noise can you make after, the, after that? I mean, I think Texas still has a pretty solid core should they get hot, they can make some noise in the tournament. But again, it's all about getting in, and if you have to take care of the uh, business in the last three games first. To CJ's but, point, Bobby, before you switch gears, 
if you can get in the tournament and you have Max and DeSue, you can do some damage. You can find a way to the second weekend if you can get in. The Big 12 is brutal conference. Nine teams are going to get in right now. If you can get in and not be in that 8-9 game, if you can not be in that 8-9 where you're playing the one seed in the second round, with DeSue and Asmus, you can get to the Sweet 16 with those two guys. They can, Texas can score enough points on a neutral court. Mm-hmm. But Yar, answer my question though. Go, going back, what does it prove about Rodney Terry? Where does it put him now, Jerry, from a coaching perspective in your opinion? I thought they were much better defensively. Now Texas Tech's big was out last night. Okay, but Texas was bad defensively against Kansas. That was a bad showing. It was just it was bad weak side rotate. It was just bad defensive rotation in general. They looked like they shouldn't have even been on the court with Kansas in that game. And that was without Kevin McCullough. That was a bad look. Uh, I thought defensively, they really cleaned some things up. Uh, the guards for Tech are good players now. Trissant and uh, the kid from Isaacs, they're, they're, Pop Isaacs, they're, they're quality guards. Uh, I thought Texas was much better defensively uh, in what they did. Also, one of the things I noted last noticed last night was Frank Haith was standing up more, and him and Rodney Terry were having more conversations during the game instead of Frank just and, and Frank sitting on the bench, and it was Rodney the one standing up. I saw Frank be much more active in game with Rodney, and Frank Haith's a quality offensive basketball coach, um, and, and so I thought I saw a staff that worked together well last night too, and it's year one. So what does it prove? It. it Look, it only proves something if you go to – you can't go to Baylor and get blown out. You can't – the problem with Texas fans, the way, and I get for Texas fans looking at Rodney Terry, you weren't in the UConn game even though DC didn't play. You got embarrassed in Marquette. You get embarrassed against Kansas. You've had some ugly, bad losses. And, and as a fan base, that doesn't sit well, especially when Shaka Smart runs you out of the gym. Jerry, I, I think on top of that is on top of the bad losses, you've also had some wins where you've barely squeaked by against teams like Louisville who have been in the dumps the last two years. You know, yeah. you've had three buzzer beating shots, one against Baylor at home over a ranked opponent. I'll, I'll tip my cap there. But in other aspects of this game, you're looking around thinking, what is the identity of this team? That's yep. been my question mark the entire year. And as you get into the postseason, teams rely on, one, being able to score with anybody, or two, being able to defend anybody. And right now, it's a week-by-week case and what type of Texas basketball we're going to see going into the postseason. Something has to emerge where this is uh, the Texas basketball team is hanging their hat on. This is why we're going to be able to compete with anybody in the country. And through, what, 28 games right now, I still don't know if I know what that identity is of this Texas basketball team. I think that's fair. All right. I, I want to go to the next thing before we close out here on State of the Program, uh, brought to you by our friend Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. You've been injured in a car wreck, truck wreck, ATV, RV, motorcycle accident. Uh, you want to give Adam and his group a call, 512-280-0800, or visit them on the, at the LowyLawFirm.com. Uh, Adam has more than 20 years experience helping uh, people that have had uh, been injured in those wrecks. All right. Uh, thanks, Adam. All right. The last thing I want to talk about here circles back to the recruiting aspect that we talked at the outset. Okay. We talked about uh, whether or not a June signing period would come to fruition. Okay. That's what ESPN is reporting. What, what does that, is that good, bad, or indifferent for the University of Texas? CJ, so, you didn't get a comment on that before. So go yeah, ahead. Absolutely. Is that good, bad, or indifferent for Texas if they were? to add a June 26th 
signing day. I think it's great for schools like Texas. I think getting your guys, we already know what the Texas board looks like. And we most times do by the time it's January or February with the occasion of some of these late risers, you can go offense and defense and probably hit about 70% of what we think the Texas class would be right now. And so I think for schools like Texas who are top of the food chain, it's going to be great because you can lock them up and then you can focus on the out of state kids, kids that you're still in, you know, specific position battles with in state even, and then focus solely on the, on the, uh, uh, the season coming up, Texas, the staff since Arkeesians arrived has proven they don't care to recruit during the season. They want to lock everybody up after those June official visits and get ready for the season before, you know, those last two or three guys get in the boat, as we saw last year as Kobe black, who we knew after June, was leaning towards Texas and a late flip in Ty Anthony Smith uh, from Texas A&M, who really just kind of lucked into their lap with the the, the Jimbo Fisher uh, collapse in A&M. So uh, I think it's very beneficial for a school like Texas. I would argue, though, I'd like to see that first uh, signing period the last week of July. I think that that turnaround after the official official visits in June is pretty quick there. If you're able to give those kids just a month even – to kind of say, all right, I went to five schools and from the end of May to the end of June, let me sit down and talk it all over. That's a very quick turnaround for schools that are expecting to have massive recruiting uh, periods like Texas that June 21st through 23rd weekend to say, all right, three days later, I need all you guys to sit down and go sign. I think that's quick. But at that point, we did see it very often last year where kids came to Texas on their official visits, knowing this is where they wanted to end up. And if you're the Texas staff, you're pushing for these guys to put pen to pad and get it all over with so they can focus on other pieces moving forward into the season. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. I don't know if it's good or bad for Texas. Um, what I do know is that there are going to be guys that are, say there are 10 receivers on the Texas board, receivers 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever. They're going to be put in a hot box by lower end teams to sign early. That's that's my opinion. I think it's uh, I think it may help lower teams out of the gate. Now, not necessarily long term, but out of the gate, maybe, maybe. And and so I, I'm I'm concerned uh, a little bit about it. Again, I I just don't think it's the right call uh, for the NCAA, but I don't think they do much right. Um, it personally, I know Jerry, you've been uh, clamoring for a summertime signing period, and you do think it's helpful. I, I don't know that I don't know how much changing the timeline helps. Why not just go back to one signing period in February? Yeah, I mean, look, ultimately that worked for uh, you know seventy five or for sixty years. Why not just redo that, and then that way you don't have all these different time periods. I think the question is is what what's going to dictate how many kids sign in late in that last Wednesday in June when this becomes official, which I do think it will, um, is how accelerated does the NIL process become for your top 50 ranked kids in America? That's going to be the question. Is this signing period in June, the last Wednesday in June, is it just going to be the 40% of kids that are going to school X come hell or high water? That's where they want to be. Whatever NIL deals in place, that's just where they want to be. Okay. Does it may not, does this process really change for the top 50 kids in the country? Well, that's your real NIL, true NIL battles, to your point, Bobby. Are those kids just going to wait till December, anyways? 
That I mean, that's the question. And I think the NIL, what just happened with the NIL is going to answer that question uh, because that's going to be the next piece of this that's going to come, right, is are we about to have binding NIL contracts with buyouts? I mean, are we really about to accelerate that process? If that process is truly accelerated, then I think you could see 70% of co- kids sign in late December. I mean, say sign in late June. Mm, that's crazy. All right, we'll, we'll see what this – we'll be following it because I do think it's going to affect Texas football. I just don't know how yet. And I also don't know if it's going to happen in 2024 or we'll see it happen in 2025. The ESPN report was not clear about that. Uh, now, I, I want to add one other thing, though. I, I, think about this, though. The year Arch Manning committed to Texas, if he signs with Texas in June, what does that do? That So it, it can be a positive for, for the power schools, too. Because they're sitting there with, you know, 12 guys signed that are top 150 guys in the country. And you're sitting there. I mean, that's a – it's going to be interesting. I think I think it's like anything else in, in college football right now. The rich are going to get richer. If Arch Manning signs with Texas the last Wednesday in June, wow. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, fair point. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this afternoon's uh, state of the program. Uh, some things that I think were big picture there that I think I think are good. Uh, remember this. I mean, Texas is in a situation where they're coming off a college football playoff victory or a college football playoff appearance, right? I, I don't think they're going to have a problem recruiting, and they're not having a problem recruiting. I think the moving targets, though, with the NIL rules, with changing the, the signing dates, that all just throws a, a wrench in the, the whole equation, right? Yeah. And I that I am a little – I don't like the way that is heading right now as it relates to Texas. All right. But I, I, I think, I think yeah. the biggest piece before we get out of here on that is it does differentiate high school and portal. Yeah. That's, That's the biggest takeaway for me with this is that that was just too much for a college. I don't care how much you get paid. That was too much. You ha- that had to be corrected somehow. I don't know that it's even corrected because basically <laughs> what portal rules are even on the books anymore. Right. Well, I mean the dates when the window opens. But that those dates may not be on the on the on the window. I mean well, does that, that this whole thing could be my point is whole thing. Yeah. Just they need a whole redo. Uh and yet they're still trying to still feels like they're trying to patch. Put, put their fingers in the different holes of the dam, you know? And One other thing it tells us is it sounds like that, to me, my takeaway is the portal date. The portal dates are going to remain the same, the windows. They they hope. Yeah, that's, what, hope. It, that's what it's telling me. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, that'll do it for the state of the program. For C.J. Vogel, Jerry Hamilton, and our sponsor, Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. We appreciate him. Uh, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been State of the Program. Hook them. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.